This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What kind of books did you love to read as a kid just for fun? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we're asking you what kinds of books you liked to read just for fun when you were a kid. Uh, Bradley, why are we asking? Because yesterday we had a whole conversation. Um, you asked the question about classics that you never read when you were in school. And a lot, you know, as, a, as we were having that conversation, I just remember having two feelings about reading at that age. One was like the reading you had to do, which was no fun at all. Mm-hmm. Although as you grow up, you're like, okay, I get it. Sometimes you just got to anyway. And then there was that whole other world of reading, which I was fully in love with. And that was just the, the reading that you could do as a kid on your own. And I thought, gosh, that that was just a fun and special place that I always looked forward to as a kid. I remember... I mean, I spent way too much time reading books as a kid um, because you can escape to, you know, all sorts of different places. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's have that conversation. So 651-641-1071, what were the books as a, as a kid that you, you know, dove headfirst into? You know, um, immediately when you talk about reading as a child for enjoyment, I remember the first books that I read just for enjoyment that I became obsessed with. And it, it, it has turned into a series, but it was really just the first book that captured my imagination. Mm-hmm. And it was the Boxcar Children. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now that's You've talked in, about that before. Oh, my gosh. It's turned into a series, but like I just loved the idea of these. I mean, it was a sad story, but in my mind, it was this amazing story of these kids that had an adult life living in a flipping train boxcar. Yeah. But, you know, as a kid, again, like, it just takes a train box car to open up an entire world of imagination. Like, right. you don't need much. Um, the story that I thought of, well, actually, Holly, do we have someone on the phone? Yes, we do. Let's go to the phones first, and then I'll tell you the, the story that I first thought of. Who's on the line? Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Kathy, what's the book, uh, what are the books that you read just for fun when you were a kid? I was moderately obsessed with John Steinbeck. I just like grapes loved, of- well, for starters, they were short. Most of them were short. And they were just so beautifully written with just, you know, I could just picture myself there. Monterey was, you know, a lot of his settings, and it just it just sounded so beautiful. And then when I watched uh, Little Big Lies and saw Monterey on the tube, I just thought that's what John Steinbeck was writing about. Huh, interesting. 
That's that's you know a wonderful suggestion, and I have to admit the only thing of his that I've read is well, actually that's not true because I think we also did it of mice and men as mm-hmm. kids. So great mm-hmm. suggestion, thank you. That is, I mean, I that is like impressive. That's some smart enjoyment reading. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. What was um, yours, Brad? Thank you for asking. The book that I always go back to, like the first book that sort of, and I think it was probably like fourth grade or something, um, when I first read My Side of the Mountain, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, and I was going to look for the author because I can never remember, Gene Craighead George. And there was a follow-up too. I don't remember what the follow-up was, but it's basically like, you know, it's a young boy. He ends up running off to live in the woods and he lives in a tree and he's got like animal friends. So like, you know, yes, t- um, young only child fourth grader that I was, that was like my dream. And in fact, it's still my dream to someday go live in a tree. I mean, honestly, the quicker I can get to the inside of a tree on the other side of a mountain, bye. Okay. I'll have my smartphone. I'll have a nice, you know, comfy... <laughs> I'm this it's gonna Sleep be a real, it's gonna be a luxury tree. <laughs> yes. Um Holly, who do we have on the line? We have Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Kimberly, what was the book that you read as a child just for fun? Harriet the Spy. Mm-hmm. Pippi Longstocking. Yes. Nancy Drew. Mm. Totally. And I still wanna know, because I can't remember because I'm fifty five. What the secret was in the clock? <laughs> secret of in the Nancy clock. Drew. Oh, wow! <laughs> can't no spoiler alerts. <laughs> no, I get it. No, I, I don't know what it is. Like I'm not spoiling anything. That's the name of the book. Yeah, it's true. Thank you for your call, Kimberly. Um, oh, those are all really good ones, Harriet. Sounds like sounds to me like Kimberly liked a good mystery for sure. Oh, for sure. I I love. I mean, who doesn't love a good mystery? Right, um, Holly. Who else do we have on the line? We have Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Sydney, what oh, uh, what oh, books hi. did you read just for fun? Oh, okay. You know, oh my gosh, when you said well, three of them. You said the Boxcar Children love that book. Um, right, Charlotte's Web. Yes. And um, I read that over and over. And then um, she just passed away. Um, and this book has transcended time, but it was, um, I think it was called Hello, God, It's Me, Margaret. Margaret, oh, yes. Yeah. Margaret, was that Judy, Judy Bloom or is that? Judy yeah, Bloom. That's yeah. Judy Bloom, yes. Yeah. Oh. I think she just passed away within the she last, did. last so many year, years. I think. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think. No, Judy Bloom think is still he- with us. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oops. No, who are we thinking of? Beverly Not Cleary. Judy Bloom, Cleary. Beverly Cleary. Oh, yeah, yes. Beverly Cleary. Um, the, Ralph S. Um, Mouse. The Beverly Cleary, what did she write? She did the Beezits and Ramona. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Over the it. years, I think they kind of, you know, modernized those books a bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway. All right. Thank you. Okay, Thank thanks. you for those. I mean, those are good memories. And I loved just about every Beverly Cleary book. And I'm trying to remember, was Beverly Cleary, was that Fudge and Super no, Fudge? No, that's Judy Bloom. That's Judy Bloom. Yeah, I Super Fudge, two mixed up. Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Those loved were great reads. One. Yeah. So good. Um, and I remember having... I can't believe, by the way, that we just school. killed Judy Bloom. Oh, I do. So. She just wrote, I want to say like within the last five years... Maybe within the last decade, she wrote an adult novel, not like adult, like, but but a novel for adults um, that I downloaded and never read. But I thought, what a smart thing to do um, to to 
tap into the audience that you had as children and bring them into adulthood um, as an author. I just thought that was kind of a smart move. Uh, Holly, who else do we have on the line? We have Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, what was the book that you liked to read just for fun as a child? Well, the name of the book is White Falcon, and I discovered it. My great aunt, my uh, grandfather's sister, had a library. She was a teacher in uh, Wisconsin. And I remember being fascinated by all the books, and I found one of this, one of her books, and I started reading it. And it takes place in Red Lake, northern Minnesota, with the border with North Dakota, and it goes up to Winnipeg when they used to the trade route with Hudson Bay Company and Northwest Territories and stuff. It was just fascinating to learn about the geography and about the history of that area. Mm. And I still have the book. It's a wonderful book. Mm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Did not know about that book. Um, we got a tweet from Tammy. She said, my favorite series was the Betsy, Tasty and Tib uh, books from Maud Hart Loveless. She was from Mankato. The series is based on her life. Um, and she said, those were the ones that I would seek out in the school library. She said it made her want to be a librarian, but she's not. Um, I will say, though, about the Betsy, Tasty and Tib books, Betsy and Tasty's so they're based on Maud Hart Lovelace's life as a child, and she adopted the name of one of them, and then her she was Betsy, and then her other friend was Tacy. Um, and the books are based on them growing up, and their houses are still there, and the Betsy Tacy Society keeps you know keeps them, so you can go visit. And I've gone to visit um, with my daughter because she also loves the Betsy Tacy books, and you can they call it Deep Valley in the books, but it is Mankato, and yeah. you can wander around that area and see the the homes and the actual locations that she's talking about in the books and Has sit on the bench. It's for kids. so so cool, and I cannot recommend it enough. Um, yeah, so that's just a fun way. And then also the Betsy Tacy and Tib books. Um, were meant to grow with you. So there are, you know, you read like the kid books, but then you can keep reading all the way through adulthood and follow those girls. And the books get more complicated mm. as the girls get older. That's awesome. It's really cool. Um, that was kind of a fun little trip down memory lane. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley's going to take us on a trip down memory lane from a show that he watched last night. Ooh. And I okay. actually got a chance to sample it too a little. Here's what we're watching live The Thing About Pam after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we love to watch TV on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. And uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about something we both had a chance to watch. Uh, but, Bradley, you went first. Uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk one oh seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Um, let's. Uh, well, first, do you want to update people on how we're doing with our fundraising? Yeah, before we do, here's what we're watching live. Just a reminder that we are raising money for people displaced by the war in Ukraine. My talkers for Ukraine, a partnership with our friends at Alight. Uh, has been going since Monday, and from Monday until this moment, you guys have helped raise, and I'll just double-check to make sure, $58,765. Now, we set ourselves a goal for today on the Colleen and Bradley Show. That means at 3 o'clock, we want to end our program with... $63,000. So we're just about a little over $4,000 away from that goal, which is totally doable based on what we've done thus far. Help us get there by simply heading to mytalk1071.com, keyword Ukraine, or just click on the, the image right there on the website. It's so easy. And now here's what we're watching live. 
You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're here. Watching Live. You watching live, Bradley? Well, thanks for asking. So I decided to jump off a television cliff, uh, really just meaning take a risk, and watch NBC's first episode of a series called The Thing About Pam. Now, we talked about this, uh, I think, Monday and Tuesday, maybe, or Tuesday. I, I know we've talked about it yesterday and maybe the day before anyway. Yeah, it's coming and it, we've We've talked about it before, I think, in, in the fact that it was happening. It's a sort of true crime fiction-y retelling of the story of Pam Hupp, who is a Missouri woman who's now, um, well, it's not a spoiler. I mean, she killed some people. So, mm -hmm. but one person in particular that this show is based around. And it's played by, or Pam Hupp is played by, the main character is played by none other than Renee Zellweger. So we talked about it. And I don't know, I just kind of sat there looking at my TV and I was like, I kind of think I want to watch this because I have this weird relationship with Renee Zellweger. We go way back. <laughs> No, oh, really? I, should we I, talk to Ja Charles about it? Ja Charles, my friend Ja Charles knows uh, Renee and her boyfriend sure. Aunt Anset. No, I loved Renee when she uh, in the was it just called Judy the the film where she plays Judy uh, Garland. Judy Garland, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I, I, there's something about Renee that I love, and I was like, she's getting a lot of like. I don't know, people are questioning this role. And so I mm -hmm. thought, I need to just see what this is all about. So then I watched. And I will tell you, there's just one episode. It's on NBC. There are two very distinct things about this show. So you can decide for yourself if that means you want to watch them. The first is that it is camp. It is super camp, and I think it's unintended camp. That said, after I was reading some reviews about it, I, I kind of was like, oh, camp is a good way to describe it. But really, the camp just revolves around Renee Zellweger. And there was one review in Vulture that was like, there were some really great acting that was like serious and in-depth and sort of like brooding and, you know, like trying to get at what the real characters in the story might have been like or feeling or experiencing. And then there was Renee Zellweger, and we're not quite sure what she's doing, because while we know Renee is a great actress, she stands out like a sore thumb in this show, because she is doing, I think, this very sort of camp, over-the-top, almost like dark comedy performance of this woman, which, it's not bad. Like, right. th there's something, like, weirdly funny and, like, again, campy about it. Like, she's just, like, walking through, she's walking through this, this, you know, world, and in the process, we're learning about this murder and her role as, because you, you, you just know where this is going from the beginning. You're just watching it all. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. 
Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Hmm, what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Unfold. So I was very torn because on the one hand, she's doing this camp performance, but on the other hand, you're kind of just like, she's like the only one doing that. Everybody else is doing a serious thing. And so it feels really disjointed and I'm not quite sure what it's all for. So that my takeaway was I, I am not sold on this, but I'm also, I just want to watch Renee Zellweger as Pam running around being mean to people. So, you know, what's so funny about that is I, I got to watch, I don't know, maybe I watched maybe the first half of it. And, um, I had done, the I had done the work of kind of Googling the story and um, trying to like understand a little bit more about who Pam Hupp is. Um, and what I will say for Renee Zellweger's part is that she she went there, right? Like this is not this is Renee Zellweger inhabits this role. But I think you're right. It's like she's it's like one of these kids is doing her own thing. And it's Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but the interesting thing is, like, she, but like, if so, the thing that I read about Pam Hupp was that she basically snowed everybody in her life. Like, she had convinced right. them that she was all of these things. And like, the first few episodes, I guess, are all sort of like they you, each each one is titled with a different thing that people thought about Pam. Like, she was so nice. She's such a helper. But like, the way that Renee Zellweger is acting, anybody who would watch that character happen in real time would be like i don't trust that lady that yeah, lady no, is sh- she gonna murder somebody yeah like like she was over the top and that's why i said i thought it was campy but again i the bottom line is i'm not sold but i'm not running away either interested enough to keep watching <laughs> yeah i guess i so. like it i'm here for it when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrity Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. Uh, and we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You got there. You got there. She did you got it. Um, Who's your D Bag? Oh, thank you for asking. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's MSN um, or Women's Day. Let's call it woman. No, Woman's Day, what? not women. Just the one woman. Oh, the it's magazine. Her day, not the, the magazine. Actual... Okay. Um, but MSN carried a story from Woman's Day, just the one woman, uh, and the headline goes as follows: Jessica Beale, 39, is unrecognizable in a new no-makeup, natural hair Instagram picture. Ooh, let me look. I want to see. She's totally unrecognizable. Hold on. Okay, so, well, first of all, if she's unrecognizable, then how is it that we know it's Jessica Beale? Mysteries. Oh, that's that's a good Turns out point. we know it's Jessica Beale. It's from uh, her Instagram account. And the only reason we're calling like her, her unrecognizable is because she doesn't have makeup on. Oh, well, you know, women are oof, <laughs> without makeup, totally different. But can we talk? The thing I think that makes me most angry about this <laughs> sarcasm is that this comes in Woman's Day. So, um, you know, let's do some work. Who owns Woman's Day? Is that Meredith? Is that like a Meredith situation? Fiera? No. Uh, 
No, no publishing. <laughs> I I don't know. Hearst. I think it's a Hearst. Oh, Hearst. It is Hearst. Uh, Hearst. Well, that's Hearst as <laughs> mm-hmm. the people, yeah. not the uh, ladies. Sadly, yes, William Randolph. <sighs> so I don't. My point was, I'm like, I bet there's a man somewhere. <laughs> Oh, making this and happen. there is, there is. Yeah. So Jessica Beale, unrecognizable because she didn't put her face on you guys. Listen, Jessica Beale is gorgeous. She's gorgeous regardless, any also, which way. And I, I could tell it was her. Also just tired narrative, yes. like unre- like makeup free. Like this is not headline news. Can I honestly just tell you? I mean, I'm I'm a man. I'm explaining to two women. Can I just tell do you? Do tell. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like the, the 1980s called. They want their, you know, tabloid grocery store lies back. Like, this is so right. dusty and tired. It is not headline news when a woman walks out the house without makeup. In right. fact, if a woman walks out of the house with, like, a crap ton of makeup who doesn't normally wear makeup, maybe that would be news. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it would just be her prerogative. Like, maybe she just woke up that morning and wanted to get into the Mary Kay. Let her do it. Right? The Avon lady came over and gave her some eyebrows. Let Give her a break. She's happy. Who cares? I just, it, again, to your point, not She's headline news. She's embracing her natural beauty. Okay. You know what? She, ugh, I'm done. That means like, oh, you should, You. she is a brave woman. Because yeah, she's, she's willing to walk out the door looking like that troll. Yes. <laughs> That yeah. no, we that can Jessica read between. We can read between the lines. <laughs> also, do you ever notice how the women that go makeup free are naturally beautiful? Are anyway? the women who can go na- yeah. uh, naturally makeup free? Right, as like a, I'm as not a person saying <laughs> who literally disappears without makeup actually looks like a ghost. Yes, I do notice that. <laughs> oh God! Oh, sorry, I just looked at the rude. Phone. No, you're absolutely right. And that goes for all of us. I mean, everybody would look, you know, we all look great with the right lighting and, you know, evening face. (laughs) Yes, it's true. I put on my night face and then I'm recognizable. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's just, it's so like, it's always women like Gwyneth Paltrow is shockingly brave by walking outside. I'm like, Gwyneth Paltrow has money, time and privilege Mm -hmm. to like make her face look amazing without the aid of Revlon. Also, also, I'm going to tell you something else that you're not going to like, but it's true. Even her, even her naked face <laughs> is not naked. Mm. Oh, you mean I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, of course. That that when women would be very careful when you see a picture of a celebrity woman that's so brave because she's without makeup, <laughs> she's got makeup on. Don't worry about it. Also, why is it brave? Like somebody's going to show up and just like. <laughs> Or, like, start throwing rocks. I mean, what's the bravery? <laughs> like, she couldn't make it to her vehicle after stepping outside with a natural face. Jessica, she was she was struck by down. a mountain lion. <laughs> that woman's too ugly. I must eat her face off. Jessica Beale walks around the greater Los Angeles area with a bucket. <laughs> On her head. So that people can puke in it when they see her. <laughs> Without her makeup. It's so ridiculous. Barf bag, so you might ridiculous. need this. I decided not to wear makeup today. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. Oh, anyway. you know what? No, thank what? you. What? <laughs> I was going to say, you actually... Were you saying no thank you to my story? <laughs> 
No, that was no comma. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> I am done. I shan't be entertaining I that is story. Is it because I didn't put makeup on today? Yeah. No, I know you <laughs> I did, did, actually. I nice did. try. It's, it's obvious. Um, uh, okay, so here's Who's the your thing. Bag? Thank you. What The, the point that I was going to make is that... This is actually on brand. So your story is totally on point for the story that I'm sharing and for very much the same reason. A tired... Synergy. Synergy. A tired tabloid narrative. In the year 2022, on check's date, Wednesday, March 9th at 1.36 p.m., the following headline on the Daily Mail. Exclusive pictures... Kylie Jenner emerges from her billionaire bolt hole looking relaxed and slender one month after birth of baby wolf for casual outing with daughter Stormy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, just, I know you want to react clear, to... Did you, you did say bolt hole, right? Yeah. Her billionaire bolt hole. <laughs> not her... No, not her backdoor area. <laughs> billionaire bolt now that's a metamorphosis. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, she emerged from her billionaire home. That's how they happen. That's how relaxed they... oh. and slender oh. after the birth of her child. And by the way, her child's name is Wolf. She didn't give birth to a baby wolf, even though the Thank headline. God. There's a lot going on in this headline. And then what was what was presented to us was now here's why my d bag is is the Daily Mail. But wait, there's more. We'll get to the more in a moment. So what follows is a bunch of photos of Kylie Jenner leaving her billionaire bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. I've never heard that term before. Me neither. I don't I know what that means. Google it's it. a Britishism, I'm sure. Anyway, I so maybe it was a typo. Nope, billionaire bolt hole. Okay. <laughs> bolt hole. Bolt hole. A uh, place where a person can escape and hide. Oh, yeah, because Kylie Jenner needs to escape from the world. <laughs> anyway, the moral of the story is what, what emerged were photos of her uh, holding, I don't know, Starbucks or some like Erewhon juice drink with her crocodile Birkin bag or whatever that is, snakeskin. Some, something died for that bag, and it probably cost more than you and I <laughs> will ever was, make in our life. It lifetime. was my soul. <laughs> And she's wearing, um, I don't know, an outfit that any woman would look amazing in, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pants and a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) She's wearing leggings and a nice, you know, off-white knit sweater. It could be from H&M and it could be from Balenciaga. Yeah, I'm sure it cost way, way too much. Anyway, and then you get a story about how she was spotted looking slender and relaxed after giving birth to a child. And then it talks about her post-baby body. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, it's 2022, and we are still doing the post. Like, we should all be shocked that not only can women walk around without makeup, but they can also walk around as humans after giving birth. What? That's so annoying. Wow. Anyway, you know, you know, I said it was uh, the Daily Mail, dot, 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 but wait, there's more. So the Daily Mail should be trashed for putting these photos out. But then I thought to myself, hmm, interesting. Look at the photos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did they know where she was going to be? Yeah. How did how did they know where she was going after she emerges from her billionaire bolt hole? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did Charles call? Did Charles Somebody? called and told them that Chris Jenner 
you know, would like the media to show up and take mm-hmm. pictures of Kylie because, of course, they have a new show coming out. Yep. So exactly. I, my point is, like, I don't know who to blame, but somebody is to blame for Kylie Jenner because was anybody concerned about where she'd been? Was no. she hiding or did she just show up somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. And also, yes, Bolt she looks hole. she looks great. She looks she looks fabulous and I would expect nothing less. And all this tells to me is that Chris Jenner did a once over and said you're acceptable for public consumption. Yeah. Go out. Get tell out me where there. you're going and I'll call the paparazzi. And uh, and, and they delivered. Oh, by the way, that crocodile it's crocodile Hermes Birkin bag. This is the second time this week we've talked about Birkin bags. $150,000. I'm sorry. If I'm this is why you know this is a staged setup experience. Mm-hmm. If you're Kylie Jenner, you're just not walking around town holding a $150,000 handbag. And if there is are, security, this right. has been staged. Like this yes. is all for show because would you feel comfortable walking around with a $150,000 bag? No, and not the way she's holding it either because she's not holding it on her arm like no, you would she's do just like, if you were trying to keep She's holding it in her hand, and anybody could run by and grab that thing. And do you think she's going to chase him down? I mean, she doesn't even have those dagger nails, though. I was going to say she could do some damage, but she's got her normal nails. Well, I would would think now I'm going to be, like, uh, possibly accidentally sexist. Like, can you, like, you got a baby. You can't have nails like that, can you? I can't hear you. I think you just muted yourself. I don't think you can uh, change a diaper with those dagger nails, but, you know, Chloe would have you believe that um, you're stupid for asking such a question. Yeah. Well, but, I'm you probably know. stupid anyway, but no, I'm fine with it. No, you're good. But again, you're all good. of these photos, it's just her walking alone. And I'm like, this is such a, this is not real. Because in no world would Kylie Jenner randomly be walking around town with her juice drink and her 150. She's in, um, Holly, do you know where she, the Fairfax district is? Yes. It says LA's Fairfax district. Yeah, so she's right in the heart of LA, walking about, doing errands. Maybe she got a smoothie at the Grove. But I doubt it. But she's just right smack in the middle of L.A. And people will pay attention to you when you are running errands in the Fairfax. And there has to be an army just out of camera, right? Like, there's no way it's just her bopping around. No, for sure. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we've been jerks for long enough. We are going to actually highlight some anti-D-bags. What? You're going to be nice, Colleen and Bradley? <gasps> no. Yes, we are. We are. We're going to be nice after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And, um, you know, we just rolled through uh, some celebrities behaving badly that we typically call D-bags. But we kind of thought maybe we would... Uh, Tell you about some opposites of D-Bags. Opposites attract. We should just play the um, D-Bag. Holly, can you play the D-Bag segment backwards? Presenting Lord and Lady (laughs) Douchebag of the Day. Anti-D-Bag version. There you go. That is the anti-D-Bag dolphin on the Colleen and Bradley show. I have two stories about women showing up for other ladies, or at least in one case, um, 
not going after another woman. I'll tell you what that means. And I just thought, you know, following International Women's Day, um, I really just wanted to focus a light on women because Thanks. I don't think you guys do that enough on this show. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm being. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Serious, though, I did come across two stories yesterday and I was like, you know, look, can we just give some props to some ladies? Because let's do it. We are always talking about people like uh, shiving each other with shanks and things yep. uh, mm-hmm. metaphorically with a shiv. I don't know. I can never remember. <laughs> One story from Us Weekly involves someone we like to poke fun at. Her name is Sharna Burgess. She's the other half of or one of the halves of. Um, we call them Brarna. So Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess. And of course, Sharna Burgess is Brian Austin Green's new lady. The mm. previous lady was named Megan Fox. <laughs> Fox. There you go. Yep. <laughs> we like to say Megan Kelly or Megan Fox Kelly. It's a long story. Anyway, here's a headline. <laughs> Sharna Burgess calls Megan Fox amazing says comparing herself to Brian's ex is dangerous. So I was like, okay, well, what's this all about? Because I'm always skeptical when celebrities open their trap. And then I actually... I know, right? But then I read what she said during an Instagram Q&A on Monday. And I guess somebody had asked about how she deals with... And I mean, this question, like, who is the yahoo going? How does it feel following in Megan Fox's footsteps? Yeah. I mean, she's not. Yeah. Uh, But she said, you know, normally I'm not going to answer these type of questions, but I think that many women struggle with comparing themselves to a partner um, or to to a partner's ex or to other women in general. That's because society has made out that we're bitchy and competitive uh, in our gender, that we can't possibly be happy with who we are without wanting whatever she, whoever that is to you, has. We are measured by our looks, our weight, more than we're weighed by anything else. So my simple answer to you is I don't, meaning that she does not compare herself to uh, Megan Fox. She goes on to say, as I am my own self and an amazing woman, uh, this notion that you follow in the footsteps of your partner's ex is dangerous. If you live by that idea, and this I actually thought was maybe almost a little shady, but I kind of like it anyway. If you live by that idea, then it's going to lead you to the same result, the relationship ending. You're a unique, one-of-a-kind woman. Don't follow in anyone's footsteps. Make your own path. Create the path that you want. Which, yeah, you could like say, like, oh, isn't that just delightfully Pollyanna-ish? But I think it's important. And like, she didn't have to even go there. She could have no. just like moved on to another question or, or not even acted like somebody had asked that question. And, you know, I kind of... 
I mean, I don't know. I kind of believe her. I feel like she's the kind of person that, you know, truly is not going to be comparing herself to Megan Fox. Also, if you were like, I'm sure she feels like I'm not anywhere. Like, I don't want to compare myself to Megan Fox. Cause have you seen? <laughs> yeah. Also, up to? also she probably is like, Hey everybody, I don't really want you comparing me to Megan Fox Thank either you. because they are, they could not be more different. And that's what I mean. Like they've been doing the vampire, uh, tour. blood drinking mm-hmm. thing. She doesn't want people comparing her to, but even, you know, even if she has a good relationship, I'm sure she's going to have a good relationship with Megan Fox, because remember, Megan Fox is the mother of the children that Sharna is going to be around and also will be half siblings to Mm -hmm. the child that she's about to have with Brian. I, I vaguely recall seeing a headline last week, maybe that that basically was from Megan Fox saying nothing but kind things about Sharna Burgess. So I do think the media will will want to, will tend toward um, painting a story where these two powerful women are just, you know, the they're at odds and they hate each other. And, you know, the, that's too easy. That's lazy. And I commend both of them for not taking the bait. Um, because I do think the media will want to make women will want to pit women against each other, especially where love is involved. Well, and truly all we've ever seen out of celebrities who have mixed families like this, they have to, they always end up working together more so than, you know, they're probably comfortable doing, but they do it anyway because they're just adults. And that like, we don't, my point is we don't have any indication as the media would have you believe that women are like, you know constantly well self or trying to sabotage one another eventually even though the ones that we actually highlighted as wanting to sabotage each other end up working together and i'm thinking about brandy glanville and leanne rhymes um they used to throw darts at each other constantly through the media and then it sort of stopped and now i think the headlines about them are that they've figured out how to make it all work yeah because at the end of the day it's the family that suffers. Mm-hmm. So good good on them for, for realizing that early. Do you have another good story that we can Yeah, there celebrate? was another one I just wanted to share quickly. Our good friend uh, of the show and my friend Ja Charles's friend as well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Um, no, Nicki Minaj. So she showed up in Britney's comments and I thought this was so adorable. You know, Britney is weirdly, not weirdly, it's totally understandable why she's so hard on herself for a number right. of reasons, um, read the book, although that hasn't been written yet. Um, Brittany posted this uh, post to Instagram and she says like, I recorded 30 videos of dance when I was in Maui. That's fun. I know I'm not the best dancer. A lot of people make fun of the way I move, but honestly, as long as I'm moving and expressing my body outwardly in some way at this point, that's healing to me. She goes on, right? But she's like apologizing. Um, have you, have you, ever watched a Britney Spears video or been to a Britney Spears Uh, concert? That woman can dance. I mean, you know, she's maybe not the best dancer in the world, but that woman puts in the work. Yes, she does. And and so, and certainly dances better than any troll on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj showed up and goes, not the best dancer. Britney, put your crown back on and leave it there. You are, you are the best dancer. Settled that. What's next? Big sag energy. And she really means Sag, not Sag. Sagittarius energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have big Sag energy. (laughs) 
uh, the older I get. We no, but do. anyways, so she so she showed up in the comments, and I just thought, oh, thank you, because like, you know, yeah, Brittany, you have nothing Girl. to worry about. Stop apologizing. Thank you. Sisters oh, do it for good. themselves. Yeah, I also good. feel good because our listeners are continuing to donate at mytalk1071.com to our uh, My Talkers for Ukraine uh, initiative in partnership with The Light. Do that right now. We're going to talk about some stuff when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071.